Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. Well, you guys know I love a great mystery, and our next guest, Matt Koss, has definitely given us one in his new book, Velma Gonna Ride. We're going to talk to Matt not only about his love of writing, but also taking us back in time, introducing us to some fascinating characters, adding his own creative twist, but also what it's been like for him to see the response to his writing journey as well. If you guys are just now finding out about Velma Going to Ride, we'll let you know how to get your own copy of it. Matt, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Cyrus. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I look forward to our chat. Well, same here. So uh, before we get into Velma Gona Rai, I want to talk about this experience of writing for you because what I think is so interesting, man, and I always find this fascinating when I'm talking to authors, is that we can kind of get an idea of things that the author likes by where they take us in the book, but also the things that kind of keep them intrigued and interested as well. Would you say that history is one of those things that definitely has intrigued you in your own life? Uh, absolutely. Um, I've always loved history. I was actually a history major in college. I went on to teach history for 10 years in the junior high level, and I've written three different historical fiction books. And so finally I've decided to couple that love of history with my love of mysteries. I also have two mystery series. So I put those together into a historical PI mystery set in 1923, Brooklyn. So take us into the 1920s, because I think this is a a time that a lot of our audience, you know, maybe depending on what their favorite television shows have been in the past, Matt, uh, that may kind of remind them of that time period. But what was it about the 1920s that that interested you? Um, You know, I decided I wanted to set something in Brooklyn, and I wanted to do a historical P.I. mystery. And as I looked around, I didn't have very far to look until I realized that the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties in Brooklyn, New York, is probably one of the more fantastic time periods and places in all of time. You know, you've got the people coming out of World War One who have, you know, a new lease on life. And one of the main characters in my book is a young flapper named Velma uh, of the title. And women uh, have a newfound lease on life and are no longer willing to be stuck in the home and want to, you know, get out and experience life a little bit. You've got speakeasies uh, because of prohibition that have popped up. You've got the jazz age. Baseball is big. Babe Ruth is in New York. So it's just an incredibly exciting time, I think. And, uh, The literary arts are just amazing between some of the characters that I throw into the book, as well as many more. So I thought it was just the roaring 20s. And and we get to hear about other women in the book as well, uh, Matt, women like Petra, um, that uh, the eight finds out about them. We're going to get more into eight. But I think it's so interesting as you kind of talk about this time. What I also thought was interesting, uh, I think for our audience here in the South especially, 
when they think about the 20s, they also may think about, you know, things that were nostalgic, you know, things that kind of uh, seemed revolutionary, uh, but also still taboo in some ways. And it's interesting, there are some parallels, of course, to where we find ourselves today. Is it also the part of history that's fun for you, Matt, the idea of the old adage, the more things change, the more they do stay the same in some ways? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the the same old adage of, you know, history goes in cycles. And I do feel like we are in a cycle. So, you know, here 100 years later in 2023, I found so many parallels between 1923 uh, and that 100-year cycle that we're experiencing. Um, I've, you know, stumbled across more and more. And actually, I've written a second book the follow-up to Velma Gone Awry, which will be out next year called City Gone Askew. And there's many more of those parallels that are popping up in that book as well. Yeah. Let's get into eight a bit, uh, Matt, because I think uh, it, I love the fact that with Velma Gone Awry, we're, of course, we get the mystery, but we also get the, the, uh, the I, I call it almost the peeling of who 8 is. And it literally goes from the beginning of the book even toward the end. We get more of an idea of him, his, you know, his birth, you know, how he became, how he is, how personal things in life have shaped him, how his own life and love have impacted him. What was it like for you to create him? Um, it, it was a great deal of fun, you know, as a – a lover of history, I truly believe that history is created by the people and the characters. And so I try and, you know, put that into my own books and, you know, create characters that are well fleshed out and, you know, come alive on the pages and excite people. So uh, creating Eight Ballot was fun for me, you know, and it, it starts just with an idea. And then he speaks to you throughout the pages and starts to lead you down different paths that you didn't perhaps know you were going down. And he develops much like, you know, uh, a child of yours might develop, not always how you expected, but, you know, in the end result, it's he's an ind- individual and who he is. That is uh, the cool thing for sure. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, is on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Matt Cost to our broadcast today. Matt is celebrating his newest book, Velma Going Awry. We're going to also let you guys know how to stay connected with Matt. So, Matt, let's get into the mystery because, as you mentioned, Velma is kind of at the center of this. But they also have the idea of, as I mentioned, women like Petra that we hear about in the book. There are also other women um, that we're able to meet, too. I think it's an interesting thing about about people not always being what they appear to be. And you even talk about in the book between the characters, Matt, about the idea of truth. You know, one one character even questions of eight, do you really want the truth or do you just want this to be closed up? Talk to us about what that was like for you to play with in this book, the idea of perception versus reality when it comes to these characters. Um, You know, first of all, I guess there's a lot to unpack there. But, you know, I am mixing my fictional characters with a lot of real-life characters, such as Dorothy Parker and uh, Zelda and F. Scott Fitzgerald and Babe Ruth and Coleman Hopkins. And so to mix those two together is already a, a mixing of fiction and fact. 
And so trying to gain that truth and that perception that you're speaking of is something that, you know, I work on in every page to stay true to who the real life characters are and then stay true to who my uh, fictional characters are. But as we know, you know, real life human beings, it's not always black and white. There's often a gray area where, you know, you say one thing and it actually means something else. And, you know, you want one thing, but do you really want that? Or so, you know, the perception of what you want to achieve is not always the same as the truth. And I try and dig into that with my characters, both real and fictional. And is that also what I talked to you about your love of history and bringing that in? Is that is that mixture of the two also what what makes the writing fun for you too, Matt? Oh, absolutely. You know, like I let on a little bit earlier, and I just you know briefly mentioned it, but I've been involved in history all of my life, and I've written three historical novels. But then again, I grew up on old mysteries such as the Hardy Boys and. Nancy Drew and things like that and grew up into Elmore Leonard and Robert Parker and, you know, now into this, you know, the present day where I have lots of friends who are mystery writers. And uh, so taking that, and I have two mystery series prior to Velma uh, that are four books long each and uh, soon we'll have the fifth book come out in both of them. Um, the Mainly Mystery series and the Clay Wolf Trap series. And so finally I had the idea to mix those two loves and take my love of mysteries and my love of histories and combine them into a historical PI mystery. So there you have Velma Gone Awry. So I, I think one of the, the cool things that comes across in Velma Gone Awry too is you know, the idea of what eight limitations might be. Uh, and a lot of it seems to be depending on others. How did you kind of decide about the unassembled cast you wanted to introduce with this book? Um, you know, I, I wanted eight Bellow to be a little ahead of his time. So, you know, it's not the normal relationships uh, that eight Bellow has that, you know, everybody experienced in 1923 New York or in America. Uh, his friend group, you know, his best friend is uh, a black man that he grew up with and played stickball with as a kid, and they bonded very well. And he's also very good friends with an Irish cop and a Jewish newspaper journalist, as well as several different women. And all of these things are not necessarily normal for 1923 Brooklyn, but they're not impossible or unheard of. So I, I wanted to make Eat Bellow ahead of his time and, you know, give a book that was more diverse and uh, embrace that diversity to a certain extent. Part of this, well, I should say a lot of this book, Matt, is really speculation about Selma, right? You know, I think that also is fun because we as the reader, we're kept kind of guessing, okay, well, who really is this person? 
<laughs> because we yeah. hear so many things that she may have been involved in, she may have done. You know, and I, I, that kept, that really kept me intrigued because it kind of goes again to life, right? So many times we think we know of someone, we think we know who someone is, but until you actually get to know that person, you really are kind of just left wondering. How much fun was it for you to kind of discover for yourself who Velma was and what she was or was not capable of? You can talk um, around it, it if you want. It was a great deal of fun. <laughs> I, I, I think my best definition of Velma was uh, she was a will-o'-wisp, you know, kind of this smoky apparition that you're never quite sure if she was there or not there and what was real and if there was fire or if there was just smoke and, uh, you know, so catching hold of, you know, the essence of who Velma was is something that is a large part of the mystery that, we're, we're trying to uncover throughout the entire book. And Abe Bellow is certainly intrigued and fascinated by, and, you know, more than wanting to find this young lady for her father, he wants to find her to, you know, see who she is and discover what she's all about. And so that's that's a large theme of the book. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I, that is one of the big things here as we're kind of able to kind of piece it all together as we kind of get to know the truth for sure. Well, you've always, already let us know something, so I don't have to ask this question, uh, Matt. So thank you. You've already told me you, you're going to have another book that you're going to be sharing with us as well. Um, let's talk about where we are now because now you're having conversations like this. You're able to hear from readers. Talk to us about that experience for you as an author. You've lived with these characters. What has it been like for you now to be able to hear from readers like myself about what they got from the book and how much they enjoyed it? Um, it's, it's really a fantastic give and take, you know, I, between readers that I know and then hearing from readers that I don't know, um, interviewers such as yourself or reviewers that are, you know, have done reviews on blogs or in magazines or in the newspaper for it. And it's it's always fun to get those different takes as to, you know, what they think the book was and, you know, what they got out of the book and uh, and how that jives with uh, what my intent was. And, you know, usually it's been very close. So it's, it's been exciting to do. Well, definitely looking forward to the next one. So I hope you will be back with us again, Matt. Again, everyone, Matt Kosh has been our guest. Velma Gona Rye is the newest book from Matt. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com or, of course, through your favorite local bookstore. It's published by InCircle Publications. You can also follow them online. Matt, how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, certainly the best way is my website, which is just www.mattkosh.com. Um, or my email, which is on the website as well, which is just matthew-cost at comcast.net. And I'm always happy to interact with any of my readers or anybody that has any thoughts in regard to books and writing. All right. Well, Matt, congratulations to you again. Really appreciate the time today and looking forward to speaking with you on the show again. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me, Cyrus. Okay, the pleasure is definitely all mine, and we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webster. As always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.